This is the Outer Rim Job. Well, welcome. <laughs> You're like your hand disappeared halfway through on my screen. It was weird. All right, hey, uh, welcome in episode. 17 of the Outer Rim Job podcast. Um, I'm Bill. I'm Dane. I'm Brian. Matt Prime. I'm Alpha Matt. <laughs> and uh, of course, they talk at the same time. <laughs> Should we maybe, know, we got, uh, and we got special over? guest Jeff. No, fuck this. They, All can, right. they, can, they can hear Power us fuck this up. They can hear us fuck it up. Uh, and then we got a uh, special guest, Jeff, back on the program. Say hi, Jeff. Hey, how's it going? You guys are going to hear Jeff really well. So uh, in accordance with Michigan law and the die in place order, we are all sitting in our basements, uh, staying hundreds, hundreds of thousands of feet away from each other. And we're using Zoom. I'm upstairs. Oh, never mind. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, I'm upstairs too. Oh, yeah. The single guys are all upstairs in their own homes and the rest yeah. of us are hiding in our basements. <laughs> Or the, no, not the single guys. The guys without children are upstairs. <laughs> That's the big. One. I was gonna say I'm upstairs too. <laughs> well, you don't really have a basement, do you? It's more storage down there, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, we are we were gonna do worlds, and that didn't happen. So we figured we'd try to get some content out for you guys, uh, since you're probably gonna be sitting at your houses. You may have already ran out of jerk-off material. I don't know. I think there is a bottom of the internet, and you may have found it already. Or you're just chafing at this point because you've been jerking off by yourself for two weeks. We're here for you. And now you can jerk off to our voices. Something new for your ear holes. And on this week's episode, we are going to do How My Rim Tastes. Uh, what we would have run at Worlds and how we would have done. Uh, and then there was a gatekeeper's tourney that we did. Um, I don't know when it was. It was prior to Worlds. And we were a lot of us were running uh, mostly the list we probably would have run. Uh, so we're going to go over that. It's like the beginning of March. Okay. Yeah. I think. I think a month ago. Yeah, right. And then we'll go to Lando's Lounge. We'll talk to Jeff about his how he did in the final four of the World Cup. And in there, we're going to sprinkle in. There was a Vassal tourney this past weekend. But... What you guys should do is just go to our Facebook page, follow the link to Galactic Conflict there. Brendan uh, live casted uh, most of the games. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he did all. Every, every, yeah, every round of a game anyway. And yeah. myself, Dane, and Beta did some commentary on them. So we're not going to go into depth with them. You guys want the content from that? And we talk about a bunch of other shit. Go watch the fucking YouTube. You uploaded to YouTube. so And you get some video there. You can watch... Uh, Vassal. They're actually were all very good games too, so I would you know definitely recommend checking them out. Yeah, I don't. I didn't watch a boring one. No. So and uh, that's what we got. Uh, do you want to, anybody else want to add anything to the rundown before we move on? I don't think so. All right, cool. On with the episode. Oh dear God! What the heck is a rim job? Oh, why that's when you put your legs behind your head and have someone lick your ass. I can taste it in my mouth. It's just so bittersweet. And here we are. We're 
in the How My Rim Taste, and we are going to talk about what we were going to bring to Worlds. Um, Worlds not happening really doesn't give us a feel for what the meta might look like now, because there hasn't been a... Are they still called Primes now? What are they called? The Regionals? I think they're called Primes. Primes, yeah. So there hasn't been a real Prime since the Onager and Starhawk came out, right? No. No. There was one in Chicago, and there was the Kentucky one. Was the Onager and Starhawk out at that time? Yeah. Okay. You well, went to one happened, right, Prime? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I played a gate in two of our matches. Oh, okay. Have we talked about that? I don't think so. Well, fuck, why didn't you tell me to put that in the notes? I totally forgot you went and did that. <laughs> I kind of forgot I did it myself. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, in How My Rim Taste, we're also going to talk about how uh, Beta fucking stupid Prime went down to Kentucky and how he did down there. All right. So let's start with Prime, actually. Did you run in Kentucky, which you were thinking about running for World? No. My oh, uh, next person. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Well, why don't we just do this now? Why don't you just talk about what you ran in Kentucky and then why yeah. you decided to change it and then what you're yeah. gonna, we're going to go with for Worlds? That's a good idea. Take it away, Prime. All right. So I ran a uh, I ran a Kuat. Just wait, ladies and gentlemen. He's staring at his phone, trying to dig out the information. Yeah, I got I got to filter through all that porn. You know, I've been going through. You know, so well. Good luck, buddy. You're going to run out soon. Good luck. You can close the porn when you're done with it. Did you, uh, okay. create, did you create an Italian account to get Pornhub Premium free? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I, haven't, I haven't had to get to that level yet. All right. So I had a uh, so I had a, a Kuat. Uh, I had the Chimera title, ECM, Entrapment Formation to start, and I was usually switching out to IF. Leading shots, advanced transponder net, strategic advisor, APT, local fire control. Uh, a raider with Jurgerod, Iden, and Xrax, Comsnet, Vader, Gazani, and a suppressor, Slicer Tool, Gazani. And I had a couple of fighters. I had Tel Truvia, uh, Dengar, and four generic fire sprays. Okay. So quickly just go through your games, who you played, how you did. Alright. If you remember any of those things. Right. I took I took brief notes. So in oh. case Yeah, so I'd remember, yeah. Uh so round one I played a dude named Nicholas. He was from I think he was from the area in Kentucky. Uh we played his asteroid tactics. He had an Agate Home One, a Nebulon, two TRC nineties, two GR seventy fives, Tycho Shar, and two A Wings. Okay, it was it was interesting because I he put the a gate on the home one and an extra brace. Mm -hmm. And honestly, with that, you don't even really need ECMs at that point. You could put like EWS or honestly, just even leave it blank. Was it actually home one or was it just that ship? Uh, I think he had Defiance title on it. Defiance. Yeah. Okay. And how'd that one go? Uh, so I won a seven in that game. Okay. Uh, round two, that doesn't seem like a – I mean, I, I'd have to see it and play it, what he had, but that doesn't seem like it would be the way to go. He was he was a newer player. Okay. Yeah, like like some of the upgrades in he had, it was like, this doesn't feel right. You're not 
optimizing your points really. Mm-hmm. It was just it was a bitch to chew through. It was just a lot of ships. Mm-hmm. Uh, round two, I played a guy Henry from uh, Bloomington. Uh, he had a gate on a Liberty along with uh, Admo, Hammercham, two GR75s, Tycho and Shara. Uh, we played my asteroid tactics, and I ended up losing a five in that game. Okay, so it was real close. That was real That's cool. a list that I, uh, I've been kind of wanting to try out, putting, you know, a gate on a Liberty, because I just want to make the Liberty good, even though it sucks. Yeah, I don't remember what he had gated in. It might have been a Selvo. Yeah, I think it was probably Selvo. Yeah, that was, uh, that was honestly, that was my get, I think it was my best game for the day, because he was, he was a decent opponent, and he flew it well. Like, honestly, the reason it was as close as it was, I got in, and I sliced his Liberty, mm-hmm. and... Uh, I took away his navigate and gave him like a squadron, and he was stuck going speed one over a, a uh, exogirth and asteroid for two rounds. Nice. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Uh, and then the third round, I played a guy, Michael, who was a local. Uh, we played his riff ambush. He had a double Simon list with Remote and four gauntlet fighters. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever actually seen one on the table. The gauntlets? Yeah. They're, I mean, they're nice high-hull rogues, but you get fire sprays or decimators just as easily. Yeah, and they're better. Uh, I, feel like, better. I feel like I saw the Ace version a few times when like it first came out, but not since then. Yeah. yeah. If you really want to try to remember his name. For the raid tokens, I could see them being a thing. And now with, there's so many upgrades and like objectives that force you to take those or give them to your opponent. That's true. Yeah, and if you do them in mass, they'll become a lot better. There might be something there now. Yeah. Gar Saxon. That's yep, it. That's him. Yeah. Uh, and then that last game, I got a I got a ten in that game. Nice. So I finished uh, finished fourth overall. Luckily for me. The top two guys already had invites to Worlds, and the third guy was going to Adepticon but was playing Legion. So I got a I got an invite for Worlds that isn't happening now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, Prime is the only one of us that had an invite, I believe. That's not true. I had one too. Oh, that's right. Dane yeah. had his uh, – From Gen Con. Yeah. You had your disputed one. I yeah. I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Cool. How many how many people were at that tournament? There were 24, 26. That's a pretty good turnout. It was a decent turnout, yeah. Yeah, I drove down. I met up with a couple of the guys from the uh, Columbus area. Mm-hmm. We've met with them before, and I crashed with them for that night. Yeah, it was a, it was a good turnout. Pull a lot of guys from Ohio and Indiana since, you know, none of those states. So that, was a, that was a three-round tournament, right? Three rounds. Yeah, so like that's that's a good point. Like, it seems like primes should be four rounds, no matter what. Yeah, unless it's like twelve people or less. Yeah. Then then like, there's you know if it's less than twelve, there starts to be no reason for a fourth round sometimes. But if you have twelve, you should do four, I and mean, we always do four. 
yeah, the cutoff is just way too high, and I feel like there's a lot more room for like random shit to affect the outcome when you're only playing three games. Absolutely. It's like you, you get some swinging results, like some tens, bunch of tens, and like that that's game over in a three round tournament. Where fourth round lets you get back in if you lost or something like that. Yeah, or if you're just like, you know, winning eights. Because if you win, if you just win eights in a four round tournament, you're gonna end up doing real well. Right. In a three round, you got to get nines or tens, or you're not going to win. Right. Yeah. But hopefully, after this all blows over, we're going to get a whole bunch of new primes after everyone applied. Yeah, hopefully, and then yeah. we have some a little extra time to figure out how they want to handle all this. Yeah, they're supposed to start up when uh, September, October ish. Yeah, I think so. So they're earlier than usual this year. Well, they'll probably get pushed back. They'll probably be like December now at this point. In January. I mean, yeah, that really depends. And I guess we can segue into start talking about the worlds that didn't happen and worlds that could be in that um, FFG has said they're planning on like rescheduling worlds. Mm -hmm. But I personally think it's just not going to happen at all this year. I think it's going to be scrapped completely. They'll probably just do it next year and just say it's the same one or something. I think – at this point, they they haven't answered it, but I I know there's like a lot of hope, especially like in the Legion community. Like people are talking like, and and well, when when we were doing the podcast or when we were doing the live cast uh, of the Vassal Games with Brendan, like he was trying to, you know, talk reason to me. And he's like, hey, like they could totally do it. They could do it at Gen Con. Look at all these ways they could do it. And like he had different uh, examples, and I'm just like, dude, just because all that makes sense doesn't mean they'll do it. Like FFG yeah. does a lot of shit that doesn't make sense. Like. I think it's highly more likely that they just scrap it and see see in 2021. I would and it just doesn't happen at all this year. Be surprised if we even have a Gen Con this year. I mean, it depends on how things shake out, but yeah, it's probably yeah. iffy at this point. Yeah. yeah, the way things have been going, like there's a lot of time between now and Gen Con. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's still pretty up in the air. We can't really speculate on that. I really feel like at this point. Although it, it's so big, though, they need to be – Thinking about that, at least, though. Yeah, but who knows where we're going to be at the, in August. Well, the thing is, though, they, they can't call it in August. I mean, right. if, if they got to make a decision here the way, that's got to be, like, June. May. June. Or May, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I know that they shut Vir- – so I was talking to Jeremy Goudreau, one of the Armada guys. He he commentated with Brendan. I did, one of you, did, did one of you guys do it with Jeremy and Brendan? I don't. Yeah, I think I may have. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I was talking to him and he lives in Virginia and they shut them down. They got the die in place order until like June. Yeah. Oh, wow. I know. For people that don't know here in Michigan, they did it till April 12th. It's clearly going to go past that now. But like Virginia just jumped, like they just started it a couple days ago and they just went, they're, they're like straight to June. They're just like, we're shutting down until June. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like a bit much to me, but we'll see. I, I guess we'll know. find out, right? Yeah. I guess maybe they could take it back at some point if things get better, but I don't know. Right. Anyways, um, yeah. back to Armada. Well, yeah. we're talking no, about worlds and whether it's going to happen or not. And I, I mean, does, does anybody here think it will? No. 
It, no. it, is there any like gaming conventions in the fall, or are there any? I should say. Um, I mean, we have the GT here. That I know that's not what you were asking necessarily, but besides no, that's that, not big enough. Um, the only thing I can think is Nova. When is that? That's like Labor Day, so like very beginning of fall, essentially. I could see them doing it there. Um, there might be like a PAX somewhere. Honestly, not that this would ever happen, I don't think, but the GT is theoretically big enough. They could fit it there where they do it. There's actually a lot of room at the GT. that they There is, use. but I don't think they would consider it too small. I think they, they'd almost just do their own thing. Instead, yeah, and just do it in Minneapolis. They might, yeah. like they, like they have okay, to pass. That's a good point. I could see if they're gonna do it, they can just host it at their own store. It doesn't have right. to be at a convention. They can just and do it like they used convention. to do it, where they have all the different things that's just there. Yeah. Whatever was supposed to have worlds at Adepticon. Yeah, that would be bad if it's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah, that was actually cool. I actually would almost prefer it to be back there. Not if we're in that fucking hotel next to the place again, dude. Like that, <laughs> that was we're so sucks. packed in there. That sucked dick, and that's you know that's where they're gonna stick us. We we don't get the main hall. Yeah, uh, you get the main hall. It's way easier for us to get to Chicago. Yes, that's a it is easier. Point. Yeah. So, sorry guys, there's not gonna be a world this year. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see any way it happens. I mean, there is a chance it could be a Gen Con. I think that would be the last say if there is a possibility that would be the place where the infrastructure is in place. They're already planning on being there with a shit ton of support staff and whatever. And they know Gen Con, I suppose that would be the place, but that's it. And I I would highly doubt they'd even do that. There's enough time still to do that. I think. Would they do the Gen Con championship and worlds or would they just change it to worlds? They would just change I, it to Worlds. Yeah. yeah, they'd have to do a full switch over. I think, they wouldn't be they able to do both. About it. There'd be no reason to do both. No one would play in the Gen Con <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Have any of you guys had this Elysian Contact Haze? Hazy IPA, by the way? Yeah, I've had that. That's good. Is it? Because it's tasting kind of bland to me right now. Maybe it's because you're losing your taste buds because you have COVID. <laughs> I could have the I could have the Rona. I, yeah, I might have the Rona possible. killing my taste buds right now. Yeah. Uh, Sidetrack's been filling up growlers. You can go pick them up. So. Nineteen. Bucks. Yeah, I've been going to local brewery and stuff. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Getting shit. Yeah, I've been going to uh, Griffin Claw. They've been giving out sanitizer that they're making with their distilling equipment. Cool. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, did we you, got witches. Did you also check it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're distilling it from grains, obviously. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it could be your emergency supply. Yeah. yeah, could be. So anyway, all right. So let's talk about the lists we were working on and we're thinking about taking the worlds here. I'm just going to go on my computer screen and work my way down from my perspective. So Dane, you're the first one on my screen. So you start it off. All right. So. The list I was kind of planning on running here, um, and I, I don't know how good this list is. It still needed more practice. Um, it was a Starhawk one, um, built out to be kind of tanky with expert shield techs and Durlin, and then an MC80 uh, Liberty class with uh, I had engine techs, Kate Ken Sholin, and Mon Karen on it, and I was just very unsure about Mon Karen, but. Uh, then two transports and Tycho and Shara. 
Um, and the, the idea was to kind of use the uh, the Starhawk kind of as the anvil and make people target that or try to get people to target that and then flank with the uh, with the Liberty. Um, and uh, I had varying success with it, but I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I think there's something there. I just don't think I found it yet. How many games did you get in with it? Like three. Okay. So you weren't even close. No. To, yeah. No, I really wasn't. Um, I kind yeah, of changed you it kind of the last minute. To that. You switched to that because you decided your Akbar list wasn't going to cut it, right? Yeah. So I was going to use the Akbar list I brought to Worlds last year. Um, and then we did that local the tournament at Gatekeeper, and I ran into a, I played a Oninger in every game in that in that one, and I just realized that I just couldn't handle Oningers with that list, and that they're going to be everywhere. So I had to kind of go back to the drawing board. Is that also why you didn't try to run your um, the one the Gen Con list that you did so well with the double deck? You know, I actually didn't even really consider that one. Um, I, I, that, I, I guess I could look at it again, although that probably would have, would struggle with onagers as well. It, it probably wouldn't be as bad though, cause it could heal so much. It's something I could certainly look at that at least has fighters that I could threaten, think, you know, anything with. I think interdictors are kind of in a rough spot right now because with the onager, you're obviously not getting the targeting scramblers against those. And, um, You've got the SSDs with the the quad. What was it? The one that gets the two accuracies pretty much automatically. So mm -hmm. it's yeah, it's the shutting down. Yeah. yeah, shutting down both your defense tokens. So there's there's just a lot of stuff that's not good for interdictors out there right now. Yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like the, the Onager, both the Onager and the Starhawk, really I think shake things up, and a lot of the the things that you used to do don't work against one of those two. Um, I find not, not everything obviously, but I think it's good to shake things up. Although I do feel like it's almost starting to, things are almost settling into like, well, you either have a Starhawk or an Onager and you kind of have to have one of, the, of one or the other. And I don't think it's actually there, but it feels like you're starting to see that. I think that's mainly like a new hotness type effect. Like I think people are just running it because it just came out. That's probably and true. I, I think if worlds had happened, we would have seen people going back to the stuff that they know well and that they feel safe and comfortable with rather than people like taking the new stuff to primes just to put it through its paces. Very possible. Although I do think that these two pieces really change things because um, you got to have ways to deal with them. They do. I, I kind of think we're we're potentially heading to a place where maybe you could see like MSU fleets come back. Yeah. Because with with the whole evade canceling two dice at extreme range thing, um, I think like maneuverability is the best counter for an onager because that arc can be pretty easy to dodge once you know how to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and and I think like Starhawks aren't bringing gunnery teams so. Just a lot of the tools that you really see swat down MSU. Um, if everybody's bringing onagers and Starhawks, they're not on the table. Yep, that's a very good call. Yeah, so hopefully we see MSUs come back because of that. Yeah, um, so, pr so Prime, what, what would you have brought? 
So I was gonna, br- I was not gonna bring the same list from Louisville. I was gonna take a. Uh, so real quick, why not? So the games that I played uh, leading up to that and down there, I was seeing that the the Kuat because it's that close range brawler. If it's gonna do any serious damage, especially to a large ship, it really needs to get that last first strike off. And to really maximize that, you need to get that high 20, 30 point bid, and I need to get priced in there. Which is how I was feeling it. I mean, you could you could probably do okay with it. I had it more maxed out. You could probably still make it work. It would take it would have taken a lot more practice than I had at that point. Okay. And so, so I, you- I was going to go back to a a Dick Onager list. Okay, what was it? It was it was uh, Remote, and I had the the Onager test bed with the long range shot, and then the Dick had the uh, the grav well, the grav shift, and the uh, shield projectors. So it's going to be a battery for that. The Onager has it, and hopefully set up those obstructed shots as someone was going to approach. And then I think I had a, a light fighter screen. And did you get any games in with it? Yeah, because I I had played that at the uh, the gatekeepers event. Oh, okay. And, and how'd it go? I don't even remember how I did there. I did okay with it. But we're gonna talk about that tournament in a little bit, right? Yeah, we're yeah. Gonna get, we're doing that now. Yeah. I think we're just kind of sprinkling it in now because. Well, yeah, I feel like it's relevant to what because a lot of us were testing stuff for worlds there, so. Pretty early on too, so like. A lot of our lists were going to change. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So. All right. Well, Jeff, you're next on my screen. You were not going to go to Worlds. But I if was you not were going to Worlds. Gonna go to Worlds, what would you have brought? Yeah, I have no idea. I, I probably would have gone with my Jirajara uh, double sign moon list. Mm. Refresh the listeners what that is. So it's uh, – Two side moons uh, with Jared Gerard, one of them with the intensified firepower, and the other with the take evasive action. Just okay. to get this super maneuver ability. And no squad? Like, uh, just uh, the Sienna and Balin, and then two Bizatis. So, so basically, the theory behind that list was like you could pull off like crazy question mark maneuvers with those things, and then you'd also get the dice fixing from intensified firepower and late turbo laser turrets, right? Yeah. Like I, I played like, against that at least once, and it, it seemed like a pretty interesting list. I feel like it could be pretty good against Onagers getting out of that arc, mm-hmm. and also Starhawks. Starhawks are kind of slow, so getting around the side of them. Yeah, you can you can engage them at long range too, so you can fire on them long enough to bring them down. Right. Yeah, Jerjarod's really a great admiral to counter star or uh, onagers with because he can really dodge that arc and that um, firing token better than pretty much any other admiral, other than like maybe Maydean. Yep. He's good against Starhawks too because it allows you to get you know out of that front arc and just kind of avoid the double arc more you know more than anything and so so it can't lock you you know starhawks typically want to park in front of something you know yeah. try and double arc and then hammer on it until it dies right 
I'd be real interested. We got to play a vassal game here, Jeff. I'd be real interested to try my list against that double Simon. Sure. Mm-hmm. See if we can handle it. I'd be happy to bust it out. I'm sick of Onagers now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, since we're not going to talk about the gatekeeper tournament a little later, do you want to quickly talk about that triple onager list that you won well, the gatekeeper yeah. tournament with? <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't I, win. It was kind of nuts, but it like seemed like it was working really well. I didn't win it. Hang on, Dane. It was close. Look at Alpha's face. He's getting real butt hurt right now that you just took his win away from him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you win? I thought Jeff I won. won. No, I. All won. right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> What what was the triple onager list, Jeff? Yeah, so I brought uh, three three test beds. Uh, uh, my admiral was Vader, so there's some rerolls there. All three of them had vet gunners and ordnance experts, so even more rerolls. And then they all they also had the uh, the long range super weapon on all three of them. Mm-hmm. I think I had a strategic advisor and then a comms net Gazani. No no squads. So, so that so that build, as I understand it, that was going to be like, quote unquote, the surprise build a lot of people were going to bring to Worlds mm-hmm. or something along those lines. I guess a lot of the guys were, we were going to see a lot that, of that at Worlds. The one that all the Canadians were practicing and they were going to bring it together. Yep, that, that one. <laughs> they were going to surprise everybody with it. Yeah, I think it was going to be with Vader too. Okay. Yeah, it's it's pretty good with Vader because you can uh, double re-roll the blacks, so you can really fish for those hit crits with yep. ordnance efforts. Oh yeah, and you want a red crit on your super weapon, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Fish for that too. Yeah, you can do a lot of fishing to find one of those. Yeah. So yeah, it seems uh, like an interesting list. That's the list I played against uh, Brendan when we played our vassal game. Which listeners, you can just go. He actually recorded that one. You go to his fucking follow the link and go to the uh, YouTube channel. He put our game up on there. So cool. Why yeah. wouldn't you bring like the triple onager as opposed to the double cyber? Like why? Uh, why not? Squads are squads are still trouble for it. If you, I mean, you have a much better chance of catching the carrier. But if you if you whiff a shot and miss, the carrier is going to get away, and the squads are just going to chew you up. Yeah. And the carrier is generally a quasar unless they got a ISD pushing it, and an ISD is obviously much harder to kill than a quasar. Yeah, I think against rebel, rebel squadron list, maybe it's it's decent. Like I played against a, a Starhawk with max squads, and of course it's just the Starhawk, so I can unload all three onagers on it and wipe it away. And maybe your virus is pretty easy to pin down. Mm-hmm. A quasar is a little a little bit seems a little more tricky. A lot of people like to set it up going sideways where it's it's harder to catch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. All right. Next one on my screen is Alpha. Yeah, so um, a while ago, as a primarily Imperial player, I got really excited about the idea of having access to uh, shitty Torn Far. Um, <laughs> better known as Commander Woldar. So I was like, how, how can I uh, get maximum leverage out of this shitty version of a Rebel upgrade? And um, what I decided to do was stick him on a Gazanti, have another Gazanti with a comms net, have a um, 
an ISD2, uh, a standard ISDANE loadout. If you don't know what that is, you should listen to some of our other episodes and catch up. Um, <laughs> except with uh, linked, linked turbo laser towers instead of uh, XI7s or some other turbo laser upgrade, because that's a cool new upgrade too. Yeah, and do you then, still have uh, leading shots though? Yeah, leading shots. Okay. Um, and then um, I had four decimators, Teltravera, Dangar, and then I the, the ace in my hole that was very helpful was um, Corvus, a lifeboat Corvus who had Gergerod and then uh, just the Corvus upgrade. So that came out to just 400 points, and uh, that's basically the list I've been practicing for a long time. It's really the first time I've like stuck with a list for a long time, so I was really kind of excited to bring that to world since I had practiced it against pretty much every scenario I could have run into. I, I won a couple tournaments. I tied for first in another. Um, so I was doing pretty well with it. And, and basically the idea was, um, you know, you're getting that reroll with Woldar on the attack with the decimators. Um, and the reason I brought the decimators is they also have counter. So you're getting the reroll on the counter too. Um, the ISD had the ability to flex between being a flak boat or um, going after whatever it needed to. And uh, basically, um, I was just trying to kill one thing and bug out. And um, it, it worked out pretty well. Um, I didn't lose the ISD very often. Um, it kind of struggled to win big, I would say. But it just didn't matter because I, I wasn't losing anything more than maybe like a Gazanti and some decimators in most matchups. So it it, uh, it worked pretty well. And um, if, if the estimates people were making about uh, 30 world spots being open and up for grabs in the last chance qualifier were accurate, I, I think I probably had a good chance of uh, qualifying with that list. Yeah, I think so. I played against it a couple times. and. Yet it, yet it pretty well oiled. I like the list. Yeah, and it's hard to deal with. I mean, those decimators just don't die, and they, they put out damage. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and, and like I said, like, I, I've been really into lists. Like, this has kind of been, like, the cornerstone of the way I build lists lately is um, just finding ways to build lists that don't bleed points easily. Um, and, and I found that with this list, I only had the four ships. Um, Two of them were Gazantes, and they didn't really cost any points. The Corvus was just a lifeboat that nobody's going to kill because it's, I can put it wherever I want to after deployment's complete. And then the ISD was a little bit lighter than your usual ISD because it wasn't my flagship. Um, and uh, besides that, it had Gergerod on it. So Gergerod, I think people are just now, for whatever reason, waking up to the fact that he's probably probably the best Imperial Admiral that's available. Um, I think I've said before on here that like I, I've been mystified as to why people don't like him or didn't like him more because when I compare them like Mahdi, he can just arc dodge in a way that saves me more points of damage than uh, Mahdi ever gave to me. So um, he just works really well to, to get you where you need to be, get you out of trouble get you out of sticky situations where maybe you're about to fly off the board or something stupid like that. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I get myself into situations where I'm just like, well, Jerry will get me out of it. And he always does. So. Yeah. He really works well on, on ISDs in particular. 
they just went between, a, you know, a, a Jergerod and a Nav Command, you can do like almost anything. Yeah. And then the other thing I had on it was um, advanced transponder nets. So my, my whole list was basically built around the idea of how do I get maximum leverage out of these decimators? Um, so with Dengar, I'm boosting their counter by another one. With advanced transponder nets, I'm making you chew through their hull before you can shoot the ISD. Um, so like, I've always kind of liked decimators, but they were always missing that a couple of ingredients that made them real good and with re-rolls and with um, shutting the heavy down for attacking the ships that, that really juiced them. So it was a fun list. Uh, I'm probably going to put it away for a while now, but uh, probably whip it out at some point if we have a prime season coming up. Nice. And that reminds me, we need to back up a little bit. Uh, Jeff, how do you think you would have done at Worlds with your double Simon? Would you have made the cut? Uh, who knows? <laughs> That's uh, a pussy hard, answer, Jeff. It's hard for me to say. Jeff, this is the space for hot takes. You got to uh, on the line. I'm so up down. It, it's hard hard to say. <laughs> Jeff, you're very disappointing with this wishy washy answer right now. How would you have done? I think it would have done all right. I mean, like Matt saying, Jirdrod uh, is so good, and maneuverability is just, I think, I mean, Nav, I think Nav Command is the strongest command, so anything to enhance that is just, it's good. Mm. Would you have made the cut? Yeah, sure, why not? That a boy. There, there we go. go. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? One of the best parts about Jirdrod is that you don't need to use a Nav Command to get his ability like you do right. with Nadine. I mean, that's what makes him so much better than Nadine. And he's like, cheaper. Nav on steroids. It, it's even better than it, uh, it is just getting one click because you can get three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that's true. You only get two with uh, Nadine. Especially you can those, get three with a token, though. Those, those first clicks on the, the very beginning of the, the tool, those, those are key, just yeah. getting around yeah. stuff. That's the best place to get extra clicks. Yeah. How about you, Prime? Yeah. Oh, uh, making the cut. <laughs> I, yes. Yes, Matt. <laughs> I like. I, I sometimes have a high opinion of myself, but I mean, making the top eight to day two—that's that's a tall order for me. I think. Okay. What about you, Dane? I mean, the, no, I wasn't gonna make it. That list wasn't good <laughs> enough, and I wasn't willing to try something different. <laughs> and I, I haven't I haven't gotten there yet like I think it's close but like I haven't figured it out and I really want to keep playing it and figure it out and I might have but I don't think I would have in time okay all right we're gonna move on now uh Brian is sitting right underneath me on this uh tabbed window screen so Brian what were you gonna bring um so I had a Starhawk list it was 374 points. Um, Holy bid. Yeah. Um, so I had a Mark I with Agate Amity, which is the title that lets you gain um, an evade right away. And every time a ship Very overlaps good. you, you deal an additional face down, including yourself. Strategic Advisor, Waylex Blissex, Local Fire Control, Hardened Bulkheads, XI-7s, Leading Shots, and Magnites. So I had to load it out. Starhawk Mark One, um, two transports, one with Comsnet, the other one with Bright Hope, Leia, and Repair Crews. 
And then I had Admiral Lando with APT and Ordnance Experts. And then just Tycho and Shara. And um, yeah, obviously I'm trying to bid to go first. And with the Amity title, that evade, I essentially replaced with the local fire control um, salvo. Waylex Blissex lets me get a token back. I had hardened bulkheads. So essentially what I was trying to do was anything that would get in my way, I would just get in its way and force it to overlap me. And if it was the same size, obviously I'd be taking the double damage cards, but with hardened bulkheads, I'd only be taking one while I would take two. And then I would trail with the repair crews just to kind of get rid of that. Um, I only played a couple games with this against Bill, and it definitely needed some tweaking, we found out. But I do think that there's something there. The biggest thing that I wasn't doing in our games that we played, I don't think I really utilized the Magnites as much as I should have. You know, with the, the bid to go first, and I got five activations – um, there's a decent chance to first last, or at least, you know, first next to last, get that magnite off where it matters and then get in and do some damage. I think if I don't go first, I don't know how good this would be on its own. Um, the Starhawk itself, the way it's loaded out is a tank. It's pretty brutal to try to kill. Everything else is pretty fragile though. And then the squadrons are just there to tie up squadrons. Yeah, that's pretty much all I got for that. That's like an early version, right? I feel like we played those games a while ago. Yeah, and then um, we were starting to like tweak it down, and then the whole thing happened where they canceled Adepticon. Right. So. Yeah, I kind of stopped working on mine too. Like I said, I never got there either. But once you know, I don't know if I was. Kind of seemed like it was going that way. I kind of was just like, all right, fuck it, I'm not going. Yeah. <laughs> like. But yeah, yeah we, we were getting um, our games in, and then the writing just kind of hit the wall, and everyone just kind of like, "Oh fuck yeah. it." Yeah, me and me and Prime, we were gonna link up and play a game before the lockdown, and I'm like, "Well, don't have to play a song, Ice and Fire, and Armada now. I guess we can just play whatever we feel like." Because leading up to that point, like that's all I was I was playing just to try to get rid of the ready for those two tournaments, and we ended up playing like Legion. So just said, "Fuck it." But yeah, I don't know. I like it. Um, I'm going to keep tweaking it, keep working with it. I really like the Starhawk. Yeah, I do too. Um, so, I don't know. Even if I do, like, a whole new list, I think I'll still have a Starhawk. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a game I played against a local guy who had an Onager. Um, his name is Joe. I don't think he's been on the show at all, but we've talked about him before. VSD Joe. Yeah. I um I had a Starhawk and it I can't remember the exact list that it was. It wasn't this, but it was something kind of like it. But I he only had the one onager. I was able to get right up in front of the onager and tank every shot it took. And that was with him finagling um to get a, a round one shot on the Starhawk while it was at speed zero because of whatever objective we played. I had to slow to speed one, and then he had, was it Titus that lets you slow someone's speed? Yeah. Yeah. He ended up doing these shenanigans to get the Starhawk to speed zero, and then got a, <laughs> a round one shot on it. 
and it still was able to tank everything and get up and then kill his onager. So the Starhawk's definitely brutal. As far as making the cut, I think I would have made the cut um, in the like the last chance thing, but I don't think I would have done too well at Worlds. All right, cool. All right, well, I'll go through my shit now then. Uh, last one. So I had a Starhawk list as well. And this one I'd been working on for a little while. Uh, I got a decent amount of games in with this. Uh, this went through a pretty pretty decent evolution. Um, it's the Starhawk. It's the Mark II Starhawk Unity title with Magnites, Link Turbo Laser Towers, High Capacity Ion Turbines, Local Fire Control, Strategic Advisor, Expert Shield Tech, and Kirsta Agate as the Admiral. So... I got to give credit to Alpha, really, to talking me into doing the high-capacity ion turbines and link turbolaser towers, because for a while I was doing leading shots and XI-7s. Yeah, you talked me into the same thing, and I, I agreed. Yeah, and I ended up liking it. I think I like it more now. And you just get your dice fixing through link turbolaser towers and a confire token. I have Ahsoka on the list. She's further down here. I'll get to her, but the Starhawk can take four tokens on it, so... I'll take a, I'll gladly take a uh, uh, squadron token and then just flip that to whatever I want with Ahsoka, either engineering or the con fire to get a reroll in there somewhere. And it feels like like you're rolling enough dice with that front and side arc with the Starhawk that you you just you never really need the dice fixing. I, I haven't no. missed it anyways. I thought I was going to miss it a lot, but I really haven't. And just getting that extra that die. With my, um... I've been finding it with my ISD also, like yeah. just having like turbo laser towers is plenty almost all the time. And then you're not sacrificing a blue die, which is always something helpful um, to, to and, and you're getting the benefit of having uh, more hits or an accuracy or whatever. So and the Mark, I think the Mark two already does a really good job at shooting at medium to long range. And like, this just mm -hmm. makes it even better. And make, and when I get that double arc in, it makes it that much more brutal. Uh, too, just to have that extra blue. It, it seems to make a difference. I was a little surprised, though. So. Uh, and then I got two, a couple GR75s, one with Leia, one with Comsnet. I think that's pretty standard. Mm -hmm. And then another GR75 with Hondo and Comsnet. And then here's where the list gets a little funky, I guess. So the Pelta, I have a Pelta with Ezra, Projection Experts, Shields the Max, and External Racks. And then a CR90A with Ahsoka, Projection Experts, TRCs, and Jaina's Light. So, obviously, the idea of the list is shove the Starhawk in your face, and you have to try to kill it. And I just keep healing the fuck out of it. Um, I think I've only lost it once, and that was against Alpha's Decimators. And, and I think like, we, we decided that, like, I was going all out to try to kill the Starhawk. That's, like, not even how I would have actually played the game against the list if we had run into each other at a tournament. We were just trying yeah. to get the Starhawk. I think, didn't I beat you with it, too? You didn't take the Starhawk down, though, I don't think. I didn't take the Starhawk down, no. No, you won that, you won that game because you killed my support ships, and I couldn't kill your yeah. Starhawk myself. But, yeah, I haven't, I haven't lost the Starhawk. With oh, you didn't lost the Starhawk, you. okay. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. But, but but once and I think I've gotten into a place where so the interesting thing about the build of the Starhawk is you see I have no squads and there's going to be plenty of squad heavy shit out there what you do is with the unity title it gives you a redirect and what I would do with Agate is I'd take three redirects and just one brace 
because generally they're not going to have a bunch of ship firepower besides maybe an onager. I can tank around or two with the onager with just one brace. Um, but it's that combined with expert shield techs. And these guys have seen playing against it like I can get rid of a ton of damage. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's actually a little surprising how much damage I can mitigate just with the triple redirects expert shield techs. Before that, I had um, Durlin on there. And I ended up switching Durlin out for strategic advisor just to get the six activations to make it even that much more dangerous to try to get shit pulled off. It only has a two point bid and it has magnites. But for me personally, like I'm just doing that to make you more scared to make, let me go first because I'm perfectly happy going second with the objectives and shit that it has going for it. So do the testing cycle. I've gotten to a place where I was pretty comfortable with it and I liked it. Um, I'll keep playing it and stuff just to see how it possibly would have done. But yeah, I think I there's know. something, it's a good list. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I, and I kind of enjoy flying it too. You can really fuck it up. Like if you don't, if you don't get the Starhawk exactly where it needs to be, everything else is going to die. Yep. And you gotta be really careful with the other shit too. Well, because that's the thing is, I think, you know, smart players then realize that you just don't go after the Starhawk. So now you got to use the Starhawk to protect the other stuff while still allowing the other stuff to do something. Yep. I have which to, is a challenge. I have to place it exactly where it needs to be in deployment, and I have to make sure I fly with it correctly. So I got to a point where I realized um, normally with a Starhawk, like the first two to three rounds is navigate, and then it's engineering after that. Yep. Really it's actually just the first two rounds in engineering. I didn't really need to engineer because it got to a point where nobody was shooting at it. I really just need to navigate with it constantly yeah. to keep keep staying in front of stuff and not let things get away and just physically block them and shit. So that's where I got with it. Um, I probably would have – I would have made the cut. I would have made it to the top four on Saturday, and then I would have dropped to go play a song on Ice and Fire. So that was, that was, that's how things would have turned out for me. That was my plan to go all the way to top four, eight or whatever it was, and then drop so I could play a song. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My commitment to our motto is, is hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's, that's stuff. Uh, that's all of us. We went through our shit we would have done with Worlds. Uh, does anybody else want to add anything or talk about anything else while we're in here? I did want to say one thing real quick. I don't know if we want to talk about it later. I feels like this is a good spot though, because you were talking about the uh, the Starhawk, how you had to practice like your deployment, your first early rounds with it a lot. Mm-hmm. I remember when they first spoiled the Starhawk and the Onager, we were saying like, "Oh, the Starhawk's gonna be everywhere. It's gonna be like super user friendly and everything." It seems to be really be the opposite. Like the Onager is you just drop it, point and shoot, whereas the Starhawk is seeming to be it's the more high skill ship to play where if you can get it to go, it really goes. Whereas the, the onager is more just straightforward. You just let it go and off the chain. Yeah. I've been kind of thinking about that too lately too. Like I've, I've really been interested in running the onager or, or the Starhawk. Um, and the thing with the Starhawk is like, it's, it's a new thing. There's a lot of new shit to it. You got the double officer thing and it's, it's just a weird ship and like i just didn't have enough time to get the practice in with it to get it to where i wanted to be with it and even though i tried a few different starhawk lists and i was just like screw it i'm just going to go with what i know for worlds whereas i think the onager 
it kind of fills the same space in a list as an ISD is. It's much more plug and play. You can just stick it in a list where an ISD or an interdictor would have been, and you can just go. And uh, so I think that's why the Onager has been to date, but I think the Starhawk might pick up steam later on once people uh, wrap their heads around how to use it. Yeah, I feel that. I think a Starhawk even won like the Vassal World Cup, right? It did, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's definitely got some potential. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right, we want to go to Lando's Lounge and interview Jeff? Yeah. All right, let's go there. Give me a countdown, Brian. Would you join me for a little refreshment? Ooh. Everyone's invited, of course. I don't claim you can have a better time with Colt 45 than without it. But why take chances? <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that? I don't know. <laughs> How much cracking have you had today? <laughs> yeah, I think probably Apparently enough. <laughs> deep in this cracking bottle all right we're at uh lando's lounge and we've got jeff you guys remember jeff he was here talking about how he made the top four of the vassal world cup and now jeff's going to tell us how he did in the top four how'd you do jeff i lost all three of my top four games <laughs> you piece of shit <laughs> yeah you were our representative there jeff so to be fair they were all close so losers you want me to, yourselves jeff you want me to tell me <laughs> tell you about my list first yes please uh so i i brought uh Madi. i went old school uh, i hit a isd to is dane mm. with the leading shots gunnery team ecms uh link turbo laser towers and strategic advisor I brought a Onager test bed with the pretty typical loadout: the new, new gunnery chief, the vet gunners, engine techs, uh, the super weapon. But I also put Tua on it with uh, ECMs to make it even harder to kill. So, with Madi, both my ships had big ships had three extra hull, and both had ECMs. So the idea was just to kind of tank tank as much as I could and I mean it worked out through the first five games in the tournament but uh, the final four I ran into I think three yeah three max squad lists mm -hmm. so <laughs> it's the three max squad lists in me the uh, the first game was against Sam again in his uh his Onager Quasar list, and that, mm -hmm. that one ended up being a mutual tabling. Oh, so fuck I, yeah. I, yeah, I think I, I managed to kill one of his ships on the last turn, and then he killed my last ship, and yeah. But he was second player, so he got the 6-5. That's awesome, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this second game I played the, the eventual winner, Aresius. I think he's a, an Italian guy, Italian player. Yeah, he's the he's the lead for the Italian playtest group. Yeah, he was running the the Starhawk with the Max squads and two uh, GR seventy fives. 
I watched I watched his list play in this tournament this past weekend. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one ended up being a ten one, but only <clears throat> only because the Starhawk survived on one hole with no shields. So, nice. Yeah. How it goes. Uh, that's what, brutal. It would have been another mutual tabling. That must have chapped your ass, buddy. Yeah, I was. Uh... <laughs> and then uh, the last game I played, uh, he's Broba Fett. Okay. He's out in California. Mm-hmm. He was running, uh, I think he runs this a lot, uh, ISD and a Quasar, the two-ship with Price. Yeah, he's one of the guys who came up with the two-ship, I think. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he's really good at that. Uh, he flies it a lot. and He, he ended up 7 fouring me. So, okay. Yeah, I mean, three three max squad lists ended up being too much. I mean, I, I had played max squads earlier in the tournament too, but I was able to pick off the carriers in those cases. I played one with a Yervaris, and once you once you take out Yervaris, that kind of kind of fell apart. Mm-hmm. I also played uh, Tokra with the uh, what was he running all the lambdas. With uh, who, who's the guy that moves the tokens Morello. around? Yeah, yeah, Morello. I was able to catch the quasar there, so once I got rid of that, he had a victory. It was his other ship, which also isn't great against the Onager, so it's slow, easy to catch. Nice. But yeah, I made it to the top four, so I was pretty happy. Yeah, there was a lot of people in that tournament, right? Uh. 32 that's a decent amount yeah that's a good amount yeah oh i don't know i know a lot of top tier players playing it and stuff so yeah yeah they do yeah it's something i should probably start getting involved in but i still haven't used bass other than to watch <laughs> right i'm kind of I in actually, the same boat i always mean to do it but i never get around to it yeah Actually, playing Brendan the other day kind of made me want to play it more. Like, it's not—it's not bad. It, it obviously takes longer, but like, once you get into a groove of using it, it's not that bad. Like, you, yeah, I gotta just like do it, and like now is the perfect time. Obviously, yeah. we just downloaded it for that tournament. It's like, yeah, we got plenty of time on our hands. Yeah, we should probably get a game in this week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You would think it would take longer, but it, actually, I think it's comparable because, like, the setup, you can just save your list and load it. Yeah. You don't have to worry about unpacking all your – That's a I good mean, point. It's, it's still – You start counting drive time, too. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's still nothing like playing on the table, but – Yeah. I don't know if I could ever get my spatial awareness on the screen and like I have it on the table. Like, that's just the big thing for me. I, I just – Yeah. I, I just can't get it there. Like, I can do pretty decent in Vassal. I just – I don't feel like I can play as well as I do in person. Because well, you can't eyeball those ranges and, like, arcs and stuff as well. Although you might get used to it if you play enough on Vassal. You probably I, would. I, I think that's the thing. You just got to play Vassal more. And I just haven't played that enough. The spatial so awareness doesn't translate, well, you though. You can check range, like, at any time, so. Yeah. Yeah, but still, when you're trying to figure out, like – when you move with one click, is the left corner of your ship going to be in medium range? Like, you can kind of eyeball that on the table and kind of have an idea. Yeah, that's fair. But it's difficult. Just the spatial awareness is different is the, yeah. is the problem. Yeah, you're right. You're right. 
you know what we should fucking do? We should set up a little tournament amongst the six of us over this fucking die in place order. We should. And maybe we, we, we could yeah. even open it up to some listeners. No, fuck those people. <laughs> <laughs> or fuck those people. I mean, <laughs> you know, whichever way you want to go. No, I mean, that sounds good. I don't know. I mean, can we set that up? Like, who's going to... I don't. You know, I could talk to Biggs and see how he does his. Yeah. I think he just doesn't... Well, maybe do we'll like just a, start by like playing each other while we all figure out how to use it, and then we'll come back with a bigger tournament. Does it, doesn't do, he use, like, a soccer tournament type thing, Jeff? Yeah, they did, they did pods of four, so you... you get grouped by four and you got to play all the other three people in your group. And then from there, there's a 16, the top 16 going to a single elimination bracket until you get to the top four. I think I'd want to keep it small and just do it like we were doing a real tournament. Obviously yeah. not in real time. You get your game in and then we move on type thing. Yeah. And just make it like a four round tournament. Yeah. And maybe go over like do one round a, a week or something. Yeah, give everybody like a week or something like that to get their game in. Mm-hmm. Hell, honestly, do, do people really need that long now? No, probably not. With the six of us, you could just you play everybody and tell you the scores like a normal tournament. I think we could do that too. That actually might be Five games. Yeah. You know, what? let's do let's do that and see how we like it and see if it works, and then we could think about doing like a tournament with the listeners. I think that would be. Yeah. Plus, I think me and Jeff are the only ones that have played more than a couple times. I mean, you've played a couple times, right, Brian? Yeah. Yeah, i played JJ a couple times. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it takes some getting used to. But I think yeah. once you start doing it, it it's not that bad. I, I kind of, I've kind of come to like it a little more than I used to like it. Or used to not like it. Sure. Plus, now you tolerate it now? So. All right, okay. well. Yeah, I don't hate it now. Let's say that. That's what we're going to do here. And, you know, we should maybe even try and do as well is maybe we'll have uh, Brendan stream them again. Yeah, because I think when you're playing Vassal, it's better to have a third person stream it because on your side, you're, like, moving around a lot and shit, checking arcs and stuff. And I think it would be disorienting and shitty to watch for somebody else. And then we can, uh, you know, maybe some other, other people can come commentate on other people's games. Or we could just do it ourselves. I, I, what does it take to like? Oh, that's true. That? We could just have him stream it, and we could get in while we're playing, and the two uh, two players could, could basically do the commentary. Yeah, I mean, I'll certainly ask Brendan if he wants to do it, but like, I think we could broadcast. Oh yeah, we could broadcast. Feel like doing it. Yeah, he doesn't feel like doing it. What What is the program you use, uh, Prime? Yeah. Oh, that uh, was it. OBS. Yeah, that's the same one I use. That one at Brian, yeah. I think Brendan uses it. He was telling me all about it. He says it's really good. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that off air, but. Right. Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's uh, let's set that up. Yeah, all we right. actually already have the channel. We can, we can see who's, who's not ready for world's list is the best. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, Brian, we already have like a uh, YouTube account, right? Yeah. I think we put like what two things up there ever. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> cool. When are you moving, Jeff? Uh, supposedly around April twentieth. 
Hmm. Okay, so you got you got some little time between now and then. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Well, have you have you not tried to pack it all yet? Oh no! I mean, seventy percent of the house is packed. Garage is full of stuff. Yeah. So I'm ready. Dude, my my house is like forty percent packed, and we hadn't even found a house yet. That was just to get the place ready to show. So like. I can only imagine how far along you must be at this point. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Well, we'll uh, we'll set that up. Um, I guess we're still in Lando's lounge. Did anybody want to ask Jeff some questions since we're interviewing him now? What <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what kind of trends did you see? Like, as far as like other people's lists, like what you see anything really common that you saw a lot of or uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of people trying out onagers. Like you'd see a lot of two gazanis, an onager, something else, and then a bunch of squads to kind of delay the deployment of the onager. But okay, I mean, yeah, I think there was probably five or six lists like that. They'd throw in a bunch of tie fighters just to place the onager last. Sure. It definitely helps to place it last. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well, you can kind of say that with any big piece, really, but. And other than that, their lists were all over the place. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I like to see that it's all over the place. You know, you want to see that. Yeah. I wonder how all over the place it would have been for Worlds, though. I know, Alpha, you think it would have been – you kind of said that, right? Yeah, based on the prime data, it, everything was looking pretty all over the place. I know onagers were getting real popular after wave uh, eight dropped, but who knows what we would have seen at Worlds. Like, I think typically in the past in at Worlds, like people have gone back to what they're familiar with. That's why you always see, like, Riken come back. Right. Um, so – the top players are going to play know. those good lists again. The two ship, the Riken aces. Yeah. Personally, yeah, though, but, I I think the Onager was enough, and I think people saw enough of it leading up that I think that might have. I think the Onager is finally what actually scares Riken aces away for good. Yeah, because I think yeah. um, it's it's a pretty hard counter to Yavaris. Like Yavaris isn't going to do anything before an Onager snipes it out of the game. An onager can, um, I mean, with Vader, that Vader build and like Link Turbo Towers, and if you got the um, um, <laughs> Commander uh, What's Her Nuts to give yourself the, the the die that you want set to a certain thing if you're second player before you start with Vernillion. Vernillion, and you, and yeah. you do the uh, Cataclysm. Like, yeah. you, if, if you're able to get that set up, you can one shot Yavaris at the very start of the game. Oh, yeah. And you know what I've actually yeah. been seeing, and I saw it in the Vassal tournament that we were commentating on is sensor teams on onagers oh, yeah. Yeah. and like sensor teams the upgrade that has been out the whole game i think it was in the core set and like no one's ever used it because it's hot garbage until now and all of a sudden it's it's good on the onager remind me what that does you spend a die to change a die die to an accuracy oh yeah that's pretty good on an onager it, it is, and it go, but it goes in the gunnery team slot. So, like, on every other ship, there's always just been something else to put there. Yeah. But you have two yeah. gunnery team slots, though. 
Right. Yep. Yeah, that's the thing like about anytime you see like a ship now that has duplicate slots, like the, the SSD, we talked about it, the Starhawk, the Onager with the dual weapons team, like having the, the duplicates kind of gives you opportunities to do some weird shit that you might not do when you only have one slot to spend on an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the thing so, that kind of makes that ship unique and you should exploit it. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Like leverage the power of that ship. It was built that way for a reason. So that's a that's another trend I just thought of. I want to say there was only one, maybe two SSDs in the tournament. Yeah. So I don't I don't know if they're going into hiding or what because of the Starhawk and even the Onager. Well, imagine yeah, but- imagine being a, a Ravager player going up against that triple fucking Onager list. Like, I don't think you got a chance. Well, you do, I think, in that case, because you can get close, get pretty close to them right away. Well, no, you don't set up the Onagers across from them. You set up in the corners, like as far as possible. Because yeah, it only has to deploy first. Yeah, it only has what three deployments. Oh, like you're talking about the standard list, yeah. Yeah, the standard Ravager. I mean, there's no other real SSD build that's any good. I don't yeah, think true. at this no, point. You're right. I, there's that there's that Sloan one I was dick and dick dancing around with, but I now in retrospect, and I haven't even messed with it forever. Like I don't think it would do anything now. We kind of talked about it in the last episode. Like I think that German Starhawk really good counters for the SSD. I think like I think there might be room for the SSD to make a competitive comeback once the the Onager and the Starhawk the the new hotness factor kind of cools off a little bit. But yeah, uh, right now with them all over the place, I think an SSD. I saw some people betting that there would be no SSDs at Worlds at all. I think that's a little bit extreme, but I think that's yeah. pretty close to what the truth would have been. Well, the actual Worlds, like the people who either had invitations or made the cut for it there may have been none yeah i just don't see like a a top tier player bringing the ravager because the top tier player kind of has an idea and knows what's going on yeah and and just seeing what the onager does and seeing the lists that are out there like i i I just don't know how you bring a ravager and think it's going to work right I mean, you might make the cut. You might, you might, you might do it. Like, you might get somewhere a little bit with it, but you're you're not making that Saturday or whatever. No, I mean, there's just too many lists that, that are good that counter it. Yeah, yeah. Like I put and the Stratus like, list together that I ran at LVO and I smoked an SSD with it. Like, yeah. And that was just shit before the Onager and Starhawk. Like it was it was doable before that, and I think it's like extra doable now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, I don't think SSDs are shit. Like, they were definitely winning stuff before the Onager and the Starhawk dropped, but I just think they've got some really rough matchups right now that are really, really common, especially since people seem to be really bringing lots of Onagers to the table. So, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see forever from now. Who the fuck knows? Like, yeah. when, when, if Gen Con doesn't happen, like, when's the next time we're going to see anything? Like right. it gives us an idea of what's going on. I mean, yeah, who knows? Maybe not that the, maybe what was that, Brian? The Clone Wars stuff is out. Yeah, that's what I said. Theoretically, Clone Wars could be out by the next big tournament. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they'll just have their Although, stuff though, so. everything shutting down in China could fuck with the Clone Wars schedule, and they'll actually have a, a, a reasonable excuse for why shit isn't dropping when they said it would drop. 
Yeah, that's fair. So on the Legion side of things, FFG put a thing out. I, it was either today or yesterday where they, they essentially said, like, we don't know when stuff's going to show up anymore. Don't expect any more releases. Um, our supplier is fucked up. We don't know where we're getting stuff from China. Like they said, is they essentially said like everything's on hold now, and yeah, just like we, we don't have an answer for you. It was like company wide article that they dropped today. I think uh, everything's on hold. It's not just Legion. It's it's other board games. It's Armada. It's yeah. probably everything is delayed through April, and then they said that everything's gonna get bumped back to the foreseeable future. So. Who knows? Yeah, they said they said don't expect anything anytime soon, and when they yeah. come, they will get it out. And I'm I'm sure that's going to be so, same for like song song ice of fire or pretty much any other game anybody on our listeners and us play. Like most everything comes or, from fucking China. So Godspeed to anyone who back to Kickstarter. Yeah, Jeez, right. They're, they're at the back of any queue. <laughs> yeah. Go yeah, ahead, like Alpha. that Steam on Time Machine one. I well, still haven't done that in China. That's, that's supposed to be like stock. That I, I don't know why that hasn't shipped yet. I, I mean, that should have shipped like now. two months ago. Well, I got an email the other day saying like one of the employees at the warehouse or whatever where that is um, came down yeah. with, the, with the Rona. So they like emptied the warehouse and nobody's working or shipping right. anything now. So, but it's oh, like you got to imagine that should be, have been all shipped, shipped out in January. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, the, like, the Kickstarter like said you could have it by November. Unless unless the guy with Corona was the one guy working in the warehouse and he was just <laughs> he was just kind of doing it, you know. And I I don't know that there's any actual evidence that anyone ever worked in that warehouse or that that warehouse even exists. <laughs> like that was That's supposedly excess stock. Like uh, like they should have shipped that out instantaneously. I, I don't even know why they did the Kickstarter. It's, really dumb yeah it's, i agree well it's them just trying to fuck the local businesses even more by bypassing them and just trying to ship directly and make all the money themselves through the yep. kickstarter anyway <laughs> yeah whatever but yeah I mean, there's not going to be anything coming out of china for probably a little while here so except for more flu well i, I don't even well, right <laughs> Yeah, but I don't even know if it's a China, like it's going to be an R issue too. Like when are we going to start importing things? Well, like, that's a good point. Yeah. Here. Like it, it's going to be on our end now as well. And yeah. we're just start. we're just starting with this bullshit. So yeah. Do you see the hantavirus is like going around in China now? No, oh, Christ. What is that? It's like the bubonic plague essentially. Oh, oh, good. Yes. I heard that one was pretty easy. Yeah. They said this right. where like 40 people tested positive for the hantavirus. Cool. So they just got to did, did this come from eating bats as well, or is it a fucking. Oh, this time. Another rats. one. But mm. it's spread by rats. Oh, rats? Oh, okay. So yeah, like bubonic plague. Yeah, bubonic plague was rats, yeah. Yeah. At least no one was banging any weird animals, you know, like a farm animal. You don't know that. Yeah, I wouldn't assume so much there, buddy. I mean, somebody might have been using a rat like a flashlight. <laughs> That's actually highly likely. I actually yeah. just watched a video recently where it's like um, one of my ex-army buddies sends me like the most heinous shit. I should start sending them to you guys. They're pretty fucked up. But like um, it was just like this dude caught this old man and I would assume China fucking a chicken. Like in like this hallway. Did you see that, that one? <laughs> yeah. Me, but yeah, I've seen it. 
Yeah, yeah, dude, fucking a chicken, like with this tiny little Chinese dick, like like jackhammering this chicken. And it was like it was just fucked up. Like you could tell Duder, like he knew everything to do. Like you could tell he fucks chickens every day or something. Like he was a pro at fucking chickens. Like he'd just dip down in this fucking hallway, fuck his chicken, and go back outside with his chicken. Like, <laughs> so I'm sure somebody in China can figure out how to fuck a rat like super quick and then go about their business. It's real quick. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck a duck. This joke. <laughs> fuck a duck. <laughs> this guy was like, did you know pigeons die after they have sex? And the guy's like, no. He's like, well, the one I fucked died. <laughs> Sorry for that one, guys. Myself, I started choking. That was good. <laughs> oh. oh, fuck. Uh, anybody else have any questions for Jeff? <laughs> How's it going, Jeff? <laughs> How was week three with the kids? <laughs> Nobody's dead yet. Mm. I'm close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm real fucking close. Oh, God. You see, they fucking they canceled the school year too. Yeah. Yeah, that was gonna happen though. I feel like that was inevitable. Yeah. I was thinking maybe they would just have them go to school in the summer. Yeah. That makes too much sense. Yeah, but they're just wiping the year out. Oh, well, I guess ho I hope your kid learned everything he needed for the next grade. If not, good luck. Well, I think once well, they that'll be fine. It'll be the, you know, like the seniors that just graduated. That's my sister. Yeah. You're a high school and everything's fucked. No prom, no graduation, none of that shit. Oh, yeah, that's all the extra yeah, that for those kids, too, that they're going to miss out on. Yeah. yeah. Because at this point in your senior year of high school, you don't really do shit until you graduate. I think she was going to do like a senior honors project and shit. None of that anymore. Well, now she can just do like a senior honors drawing project. <laughs> you just draw because she can't leave the house. <laughs> or she could like paint all your minis. That'd be a nice project. Yeah. I don't know. I told her like no one really fucking gives a shit about high school. You know, but you can't tell her that she's 17. Yeah, she don't know. Yeah. I went to prom and all that shit. Like, I don't fucking care about that anymore, you know? I didn't even go to my prom. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah, no, I didn't go. Yeah. I, I, I didn't care back then. I remember I, I prom twice. And the one I went to my junior year was with a girl I didn't want to go with. Long story. I, and then I actually went with my wife for senior prom. I remember the other one more than the senior prom. <laughs> it was such a miserable fucking experience. Yeah. Yeah. I went my sophomore year of high school, actually, because I was dating a senior. I did and that, then I didn't, And then I didn't go after that, yeah. I, I did keep going. Wow. What about you, Jeff? Did you go to your prom? <laughs> I did, junior and senior year. Oh, look at you, you stud. With my wife. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. <laughs> Alpha, did you go to your prom? You're strange and quiet. Oh, just junior year, yeah. Yeah. 
unremarkable. Mm-hmm. Like like we said, nobody remembers high school. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I I seriously don't remember. It was actually quite a while ago for me now, and I I don't have like I have like very blurry memories, very vague. If you if we have any yep. young listeners or any are in high school, first off, turn this off. You shouldn't be listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Second, if you are, nothing you're doing matters right now, and you don't know anything. You're you're dumb as fuck, and you don't realize it. Like so much life happened after that point. Like I, it's like it's like another life. Like I don't yeah. even fucking remember it really. Just wash your hands. Yeah, wash your hands, you grubby little fuck. Yeah. Think about the old people that were gonna die anyway. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> you guys see they're having like block parties in in Detroit and all this shit. No. Yeah, there's like hundreds of people having block parties in Detroit filming like where the cops at. <laughs> oh Jesus Come Christ. On. That sounds about right. Yeah. So a buddy of mine, a buddy of mine who's uh I'm not gonna say his name, but he's with a PD here in Metro Detroit and he um he was telling me that um, the calls are starting to come in now for people um, essentially saying, I saw somebody not six feet from somebody else today. Yeah, freaking quarantine. Yeah, there, um, <laughs> there's a lot of those. A lot of those people calling in, like um, one was calling in on a cell phone repair shop. They're like, why are they open? They're not essential. And and, and uh, my buddy's like, well, I mean, people need their phones. Nobody has a house phone anymore. And people yeah. need to call 911. Like, people need their phones fixed. Like, mm. that's an easy one. It actually is essential, buddy. People don't yeah. need their phones. I was at uh I was grocery shopping today and I saw this chick had gloves on mm-hmm. and she like put her hair up with the gloves on. I'm like, why are you wearing those? It defeats the whole purpose. Dude, I was at Target uh yesterday. I'd say it was me and like one or two other people that were just didn't have gloves or a fucking mask on, just walking around like a normal person. And everybody that had gloves was like using their phone. Yeah, or like touching themselves and shit. I'm like, do you realize like you're fucking using your phone with your fucking gloves on? Like, yeah, it's like, I, it's like, I really it's like oh, it protects my hands. It's like, well, the, your hands are fine. Like, right. it's you're not gonna yeah, get dude. it through your hands anyway. <laughs> dude, people people think walking around, they're just gonna get it breathing the air. Like, yeah, it's just out there. No. Yeah, it's not an aerosol. No. Someone what were you gonna say, Alpha? Like cough on you. I just don't get the people using gloves personally. Like you don't get the shit through your hands. Yeah. You, all you have to do is just wash your hands when you're done doing whatever you're doing. Like it's yeah. not, it's not hard. What are you saying? Don't, and you sit and like, don't fucking gag yourself with your fucking fingers while you're walking around, like lick your fingers and shit and you'll be fine. Like it, it's not hard. Yeah, like, but don't do that anyway. It's fucking weird. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you, you, you ain't wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know, man. Like it's just the panic and and like everybody's walking around with the surgical masks, which don't yeah. stop fucking anything. I don't know what you think you're protecting yourself from. You have to have an N95 mask or higher to actually stop any sort of airborne transmission, which this thing is not, anyways. So you, right. you fucking morons, you're not doing anything. I guess you're protecting yourself if somebody walked up to you and like sneezed in your face or like spit in your face or something. Yeah, but like, has that ever who's happened that? to anyone? Like, no, who's doing that? Nobody's yeah. doing that. People are going around coughing on people. It's funny. They're getting charged with attempted murder and shit. Well, I mean, they should be murdered if they try to do that to me or anybody else. Really, <laughs> the murder would happen. It would just be me committing the murder. Would people right. do dumb shit? You know, sure. 
during times like this. Yeah, there's like there was a woman who coughed on like thirty five thousand dollars worth of produce at a Kroger down south somewhere. They're making her pay for it. <laughs> She's probably Anyways. also mentally ill too. Yeah, people are just assholes. Well, yeah, down in the south, they're yeah. stupid assholes. Mm-hmm. But either way, guys, you don't need to wear gloves. You don't need to put fucking surgical masks on. Just have good personal hygiene and don't let anybody cough or spit in your face and you'll be fine. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, dude, like on Facebook, like I got everybody, like I got a buddy. I'm ashamed to call him a buddy anymore. But he was an old high school or college buddy. And um, he's like, is this COVID stupid or not? And he'll like post the thing he did that day. Is it COVID stupid? So like he took his mail and he soaked his mail in fucking bleach. And he let it sit out in his garage for a day before he brings it in. He also does this with his groceries. He'll put what? his groceries in his garage and soak them with bleach and let them sit for 24 hours before he brings them in the house. And every comment in there was like, this is a great idea. You should definitely be doing that. Oh, if it's cardboard, make sure you burn it. Take the contents out, sit it in the garage. I'm like, what the fuck are you people talking about? There's, there's so many stupid fucking people in this world, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like maybe get like a Lysol wipe and like wipe some stuff off. You don't even need to do that. You really don't. You really, don't, do you really don't even need to do but that. But like if you want to go overboard, that's as far as you can yeah. need to go. If you want yeah, to go. no, he, he made his own like bleach solution and like was dousing everything before he brought it in his house. And then literally letting it sit for 24 hours in his garage in case I don't know what. I'm not sure what else he was thinking was going to happen, but... It's possible it could have mutated into like a giant monster in his fridge, which then would have come out and covized him. Speaking of giant monsters, it's kind of kind of stupid, but I started watching One Punch Man. Have there any, any of you guys watched that? I watched oh, yeah. like the first like three episodes, and like I was like, all right, I can't do anime anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I don't know, dude. It's just so ridiculous. I feel like it'd be a really good show to watch if you're baked out of your mind. I was, and it it kind of is, but like I just I don't know. I just think I can't do anime anymore. It's just so dumb. Is it supposed to be funny, or is it like serious Japanimation type stuff? It's, it's I think it's supposed to be like stupid funny. It's like I don't know. I watched two episodes, um, and like most of the show seems to be like the ridiculous over the top Japanime thing, but then the main character, he like. The thing, his thing is, he's so powerful. Everything he destroys is just in one punch. So like half the episode is the bad guy doing his thing, and then he's just like, and then kills the guy. <laughs> <laughs> so the bad guy spends all this time and energy like doing whatever he's gonna do, yeah, and then no, dude and just shows up and punches him. They explode. Yeah. <laughs> he punches them, and they just turn into like blood and guts, like a minute. <laughs> It's all, all right. right. Maybe maybe I'll check it out. It's, it's all called right. One Punch Guy or something. One I mean, Punch Man. One Punch Man. Oh okay. To like do right now, you know. Yeah. Well, no. Not there's really not much to do. Yeah. Aside from well, online not- games. Yeah. Yeah, that's not true, Brian. We got a Vassal tournament coming up. Well, I still have to go to work. <laughs> I don't want to hear your problems. I don't want to hear excuses. I got to air them out somewhere. <laughs> We'll get, we can get your games in like early in the day before you go or something. Yeah. Or on my days off. I still got days off. Yeah, we'll work it out. We'll figure it out. Speaking of online stuff, I guess we could throw this in real quick. You guys played a game of TI4 on TTS, yeah? 
Yeah, we uh, started Sunday night and finished last night. Um, I won as the mm. uh, humans. Alpha didn't uh, like that, by the way. What's that? Alpha did not like it. No, Alpha was not happy about me winning TI4. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Like, I, I saw that yeah. text. I saw the message group, and he's like, this is why humans are not allowed in tournament settings. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was fine. Oh, it's fine now? You, He's you, over you, it now, but he was still over salty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I was actually more pointing out the deficiencies in our group than, I, than anything else. It, was, it had nothing to do with Dane. It was more the other people who were um, taking the rest of the table out of the game and allowing Dane to go uncontested. So I saw you guys talking about that. I, I, I jumped in the channel and listened to you guys talk a little bit. Um, I enjoyed it. And uh, I watched the game a little bit. Um, I don't know. I kind of like a wild card every once in a while. And he certainly filled the wild card role. Yeah. He wasn't even the entertaining, like, chaotic good wild card. Like, uh, like, like Kurt? Like Kurt. Yeah, he wasn't a Kurt wild card. He was like a self-destructive wild card. Kurt is absolutely a self-destructive wild card. <laughs> but he, he'll go out and like fuck with like someone like halfway across the West Roads, though. Yeah. I so just, Bill, like you're a good example of like a, a good wild card because like you're you're gonna do some crazy shit anytime you're in a game, but you're you're still in it to win it. Whereas like if you got some guy who's just in the game of Twilight Imperium to play Risk in Space, uh who isn't like paying attention to how you score points and win the game, then that's uh, not a recipe for a good time, in my opinion. I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> All my plans just kept going well. <laughs> you know, honestly, if we really want to get anybody, we need to get on Luke, who was Dane's neighbor. And was. Yeah, but he was right behind me. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no, it was a good time. TTS, if you guys haven't used it, um, is really cool. I was really impressed with it. The TI4 module yeah. was awesome. I'd say it took us like maybe 45 minutes for everybody to figure out how to use it. And once they did, like we really went along at like a typical Twilight Imperium 4 pace until yeah. his computer showed its uh, shitty quality <laughs> and uh, yeah. delayed us for yeah. another hour. But yeah. Yeah, it, um, it obviously saves a bunch of setup time, obviously. So, But uh, I, I really like uh, TI4 on TTS. Like, it, I didn't even feel like he lost much from playing on the real table. I played Legion like, on TTS, and Legion's not bad either. Yeah, I was telling him, too. I think Legion on TTS is actually pretty decent. I, I, I kind of like it. It's not bad at all. I think I like it better than Vassal Armada. If they had Armada on TTS, I think that would be decent. I think they it do. It's TTS. just not updated. Yeah. Yeah, I think the SSD is on there, but Wave 8 isn't. You mm -hmm. know there's X-Wing on there. Yeah, but... The nice thing about the board games on, online is, like, you don't have the whole spatial component that we were talking about earlier with Vassal. Like, you've got your spaces, and you're not having to, like, guess distances and measurements and things like that. It's just... Yeah. Right, yeah, like, the distances in TI4 are number of hexes, not, like... It's not like an arbitrary distance. 
I feel like specific yeah. distance. I should or say. Or Imperial Assault would be really good to play on TTS. Yeah. Yeah, I, I heard they have a module for Imperial Assault. I, I'd actually like to check that out. <clears throat> for sure. Well, if this goes until uh, June, like, uh, what was it, Virginia thinks, then uh, we're going to have plenty of time to test out all kinds of modules. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're I'd, a board I'd, game you ever wanted, too. Yeah. I'd like to try out TI4. I, I'd be more likely able to do it if we just did it like a couple hours at a time we were talking about doing that like doing like a uh you know do like two hours like one week night for until we finish the game yeah you know like or every thursday or something yeah totally doable too yeah i'll be in for the next game if we can do that even if it's during the day i can carve out like two hours in a day that's not too hard right now but okay. once it reaches like the three four hour mark then it's yeah that is becoming too much in that like i start to hear about it and i can't <laughs> you know it's just not going to go well after that yeah but with tts it's really easy to play for two hours stop and then pick it up later yeah i'd i'd, I'd, I'd be totally down for that we'll probably do another one soon cool mix it in with the uh armada vassal tournament yeah Jeff, we're, we're, we're gonna be uh, really busy here with all the games we have to play i know Jeff, you're the, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you're the uh, Armada Vassal expert here. So uh, you're going to run the tournament, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I appreciate it, Jeff. <laughs> we appreciate it. So if you, if you can get these guys, like, the materials they need to, like, because I know there's, like, a little tutorial that helps you, like, figure out how to play, especially, like, build your list and save it. And then when you start to play, like, load it. Yeah, there's a, there's a who's it, Karnak? He's put out a couple of videos on how to how to set it up and everything. It's it's pretty simple. All right. Yeah, I'll check that out. No, so yeah, it's just go to the Google. Cool. Well, Jeff, no, no, no. Hang on. Jeff is going to run this. He'll get us the information. <laughs> and Jeff, I'm going to need you to put your move on hold and run this tournament for us. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. No problem. <laughs> uh, so selfless. Yeah. All right, is there anything else we want to talk about, guys? I don't think so. I think we've been going almost two hours here. What about the new Clone Wars cards? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, we should probably talk about those. Yeah, we should. Here we go, Jeff. Read them off. Hold on, I think I got them here. We want to go first. Clone Gunners? Sounds awesome. Uh, let's see, Clone Gunners. Uh, it's a Concentrate Fire command. You may discard one Concentrate Fire token assigned to another friendly ship at distance 1 to 5 of the Defender. If you do, add one blue die set to the accuracy icon to your attack pool. And it's a weapons team slot. And it's four points. I assume that's faction locked. Yep. It says Clone Only. I'm not sure what okay. that means. Okay. So, so maybe they're introducing some kind of keyword system or something like that. Yeah. So I don't think we have anything like that, right? I don't think so. And there's there's like flagship only, right? Well, there's also like MC only. Yeah. Like the, you know, or Star Destroyer only. Yeah, the title-based stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah, this isn't a title. It's a no, it's a weapons team, but that's it's an interesting ability. Um, the thing that I think makes it tough is that you have to be using a concentrate fire command and have a token on another ship to make it go off. Yeah, there's a decent amount of setup leading up to this thing um, to get an accuracy. Yeah, but that said, with the right ship, I mean, we don't know what their ship the ships are going to be. Well, um, I mean, you can just spend your own concentrate fire token, right? To get the command. This is, I mean, this is another friendly ship. You can spend your own token to get the command to call off, but then you have to have another token on another ship. Right. It's just a lot of tokens to need. Yeah. You know, you think you gotta have now you gotta have two flotillas with comms net um to throw tokens to both of those ships. You know what it reminds me of? It it sounds like token sharing, essentially, right? And yeah. that's what yeah. the clones in Legion are huge about is the token sharing. Mm-hmm. Is like it's kind of interesting. Yeah, you like move. We up. just don't have a lot of token-based abilities in Armada right now. No. Mm-hmm. You know, so just this with the uh, with the clone the clone thing because you could make it like Republic only. Maybe with that they're going to set up like a sub faction thing. So you'll have Republic, and you could have like clones. You could have like I don't know. Jedi. Well, sorry, yeah, uh, Jedi. Wookies, I don't know. Yeah, whoever else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the mechanic sounds very similar to what they're doing in Legion, so that might be like a faction identity uh, for the Republic or clones or whatever. Going yeah, forward. they're trying to push in, yeah. That makes sense. What's the next one, Jeff? Uh, Obi-Wan. So I could say Admiral. Uh, when a friendly ship is defending... When it spends a readied redirect token, it may reduce the total damage by one before it suffers damage. He's 28 points. So that's uh, not instead of then, right? Like expert shield stacks? Uh, right. It just says when it spends a readied redirect token. Oh, so it's got to be readied. Okay. Yeah. But you kind of get a free expert shield stack. Yeah. 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 But you can still you redirect can stack it. You can stack it with expert shield tech too. Oh, can you? Oh, damn! Yeah. I don't see any reason why not. That's really good. That's yeah, a lot of damage, damage mitigation. Yeah, especially if you got a ship that's got like two redirects. You know, which I mean, I don't, I don't know if the like, I mean, we don't know, but I assume the Venator Star Destroyer will be like the other Star Destroyers. A lot of large ships yeah. have redirects, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you've if you've got uh Obi-Wan expert shield text and a brace, you can straight up cancel a four four damage attack. Yeah. Well. Take that, Jane is light. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, I mean it's it's also listeners, while we're talking about this, we don't publicly know what the rest of these ships are like what's going to go on so like we're taking a very small little snippet here yeah it's really hard to assess whether it'll be good without knowing the other upgrades that you can take i, I feel like at yeah. this point all we can do is speculate what it would be like with the ships we have now yeah because you know, we don't know which, what the right, ships are going to be good, or how they're going to back 
Right. On the surface, Obi-Wan sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Did um did we specify that he's a commander, just in case some of our listeners haven't seen? It's not yeah, he cool. is. Yeah, he's an admiral. Okay. And in the core set, did the original core set only only came with like one admiral, right? One, well, one of each. Tarkin and Dodonna. Yeah. So I think it'd be reason to say like the core set admiral is going to be Obi Wan because he's the one we're seeing right now. Yeah, well, I think there's a uh, separatist admiral in there too, isn't there? Yeah. Kraken. Kraken. I don't know how you pronounce it. It's Kraken, I'm sure. Kraken. Yeah. After the rum. Like the rum. <laughs> Prime's like, I know what that. I know that. Nice Kraken. <laughs> what does Kraken do? Uh, he's 30 points. Uh, once per activation while a friendly ship is attacking a ship, if another friendly ship is at close medium range of the defender, the attacker may change one die to a face with any one icon and no other icons. So he's kind of like a, kind of a screed type effect. But more but versatile. Yeah, you have, you have to have another sh- friendly ship nearby. Yeah, but then you, like, you, you uh, get accuracies too. And you don't have to kind of like spend a time. Firepower. Yeah. You just got to be close. Close or medium. Well, yeah. So you, can't, you can't fish for that black crypt, but you can get any other single icon, though. Mm-hmm. That's really good. It's still, that's still pretty good. Because being able to adjust one of your dice to whatever icon you need right now is awesome. You know, like, yeah. so I just, you know, sometimes you just need one more accuracy or one more crit or whatever you need. You know, you, you can use that to trigger crit abilities pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, how much? How many points was he, Jeff? Uh, he's thirty. Yeah. Okay. He should be a lot. That's a really powerful ability. Yeah, he's the type of commander. It sounds like you could really make. Uh like an MSU build work real well. Like if, if the separatists have anything like an architect or something like that. Yeah. And yeah. he almost just replaces all your reroll needs. Yeah. Sounds pretty dope. And what's the fourth one, Jeff? Uh, Watt Tambor. Uh, he's a officer, five points. Uh, it's a repair command. You may spend up to two shields from any of your hull zones or any one hull zone on another friendly ship at distance one to five to gain twice that many additional engineering points. So it's almost like you give he's everything a, else projection expert, sort of. He's an inverse yeah, I was projection say, expert. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. It's like a uh, reverse thing, like you cannibalize the shields. Yeah, but one to five is far. I mean, that means you could have something with a bunch of shields like really far away. And, you know, you got one ship that's in the battle, one ship that's not. You can pull the shields off of the one that's not and keep yourself alive. I can see that, like, building lists around that. Yeah, and usually you've got somebody trying to focus down one of your ships. So, like, usually one of your ship's taking a beating and then, like, another's not at all. So... This gives you a way to put those shields to use. Right. And almost, you know, you do repair commands on both ships. You can almost do two repair commands on the one ship if that 
makes sense. Yeah, it's almost like a like an Exodus fleet type effect. Yeah. He's an officer. He's an officer. Yeah. Okay. How many points was he? Five. Five. Okay. Yeah. That seems I mean, pretty cheap. That's an officer that I would certainly use with either the Empire or the Rebellion. Oh fuck yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It seems like they just uh, they're, they're, they keep coming up with some interesting design space to explore, which is a good sign. Yeah. But he'd be great on an SSD. I mean, make sure you use up all your shields. Don't You don't want to end up with some hull zones that still have a couple shields left on them if you go down to half points or something. Oh, yeah, because that essentially lets you – pull shields down off your own ship and move them without spending points, doesn't it? Right. So you, you spend two shields, you get four engineering points and you bring those two shields back up. So, so it almost allows you to re move shields around for free. Yeah, plus, plus you can move more shields with the, the engineering command. So. Right. That's interesting. That's like an interesting, a part of that ability that it allows you to do. That has a ton of value, just moving shields around like with a repair command on your turn. I almost wonder if it gets around that one uh, that one crit effect. Not, not projector missile line, the other one. You can't. One that you can't recover sh shields? Yeah. I don't think it would. Probably not, but that way you can pull shields down and get rid of that card and then put shields back up again a lot easier. Sure. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Yeah, he sounds pretty good to me. Mm -hmm. Cool. And that was just the four things they showed, right? Yeah, that's it. Okay. With an announcement that later this, like Q4 or something like that? I don't even know. It was just like a forum. Yeah, because yeah, I think it was in, like, they did, like, a uh, like a stream, and they showed, like, stuff for a bunch of other games, like, didn't really show any Armada stuff, so they were kind of like... It was that... That thing they did last year to Depticon, they talked about some of their games and stuff while everyone was playing. It was it, it was supposed to be that. Oh, yeah, at least okay. until yesterday's uh, at least until yesterday's announcement when they said they were delaying everything, they seemed to be pretty uh, gung ho about the Q4 release date. So I bet we'll see it Q4, maybe uh, quarter one, twenty twenty one. Probably I mean, get some uh, more detailed reveals at Gen Con if it happens. Well, that's the thing is like if this COVID thing goes for a long time, it's going to delay everything. So, yeah, who knows when anything is going to because who knows how long it's going to go. Yep. But, yeah. Well. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's about it. Did anybody else have anything they want to add? Not really. It's covered it for now. Yeah, we'll let you know about our uh, online gaming experience. Yeah, the Vassal Tournament coming up. The ORJ Vassal Tournament. Yeah. Probably play some Stellaris. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. 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 You got to try to do that this week. I tried. Yeah. I started playing that Imperator Rome game today. I don't think I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not their best game. Yeah. Cool. All right, fellas. All right. All right, we're going to wrap this up. Cool.
So from all of us at ORJ, I hope all y'all are uh, bunkered down, I guess, and trying to stay entertained while we muscle our way through this, however fucking long it's going to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just be smart and you'll be fine. Yeah. Wash your hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, it was really fucking simple, actually. It's not even that hard. Yeah. So, all right. Till next time. See you guys. Get down.
if Joe says something like, I'm a fancy boy and I get to sleep with Billy Fuckboy tonight. I can't wait for Bill to rail my butthole. Thank you. <laughs> 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 solid volume. Oh, solid. Dude, that's going to be the clip at the end. 